0: Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondra. Here they are now. Hello and welcome to Outside Source Football with Evan Mick
1: and Joseph Doherty.
0: going to be a little bit of a shorter show because the person who is the most conversational on our show is not with us today. He is not dead, though, either. Don't worry. He's alive and well. He's just busy doing lame stuff. In California, what a loser! What a loser! Start out with Steelers versus Ravens, uh, really quick. Rough game by both teams. I mean, the Steelers, yeah, you won against a lot of the Ravens backups, resting quite a few starters uh, in a pouring rain, an ugly kind of win. It was just, you know, not a lot to talk about in that game. But Colts Texans, great game. Texans make the playoffs because they're win. Big part of the Texans' win was Stroud's ability to throw off his back foot. A real game changer because the interior of the Colts' defensive line was really, really getting after him. So when he was able to throw off his back foot and make accurate passes, it was just a game changer because it took away what the Colts were doing best against
1: him. Yeah, I'd agree. C.J. Stroud uh, being back for the Texans is – kind of it's honestly dangerous. Uh, I still think that – we'll get onto it later, but I still think the Browns are going to beat him. But the Texans are going to be really good for years to come. And they're they're on the up and up, and you see the Jaguars uh, in the same division. They're not looking too too good at the well, moment, especially at the especially at the end of the season. But just like in general, like Trevor Lawrence is like an okay quarterback. But yeah, the, the I, I feel bad for the Colts. Third string running back who dropped that ball on that fourth down. Did you watch Goodson? the game? Goodson,
0: yeah. I feel, I feel, kind yeah, of for him. I mean, you don't really have him play much all game. And this it's the best. What the, the Lions did a couple weeks or on the second, on the third two point conversion actually, where they threw the ball to James Mitchell of all people in the flat. It was like, why is that your number one target? Why is that like? Yeah, he's could be a good player, and and yeah, maybe he deserves you know a shot to play some games. You know, have some good carries, but in moments like that, you gotta have. Get the ball in the hands of your best player. Yeah, I'd agree.
1: Uh, for, for the play that they're running, too, like, why was Jonathan Taylor not in? Like, I don't think that the Colts – or not the Colts, but the Texans' defense would have covered it differently if it was Jonathan Taylor. Like, I mean, yeah, Jonathan Taylor's better, but I I don't know. I, I don't know why they wouldn't have him in. Or even Zach Moss. Like, Zach Moss is also a really good running back. But it also was not the best throw. Still got to catch it. But, I mean, that, that was a heartbreaker for that guy, and I feel bad. Yeah, moving on to uh,
0: Vikings-Lions. Lions absolutely dominate this game offensively and on special teams. Big difference in this game is that the Lions seem to start every drive from their own 40, while the Vikings started multiple drives from within their own 10.
1: Yeah, big field position game. Uh, Jack Fox, you, everybody talks about Amon Ra being a uh, Pro Bowl snub. Jack Fox, the Lions punter, is the best punter in the league, and you can't tell me any different. He is so good uh, at pinning opposing teams inside the 10. Uh, but a big takeaway from this game, obviously, is that um Sam Laporta is hurt that's not good <laughs> Uh and Khalif Raymond I mean everybody everybody's gonna look back on that game and be like why didn't we rust because uh, that's not who the Lions are I think we're gonna see the difference between the Lions and the Rams and we're gonna see if they should have rested their starters or not
0: yeah I agree <laughs> I mean Jack Fox big provost and all. I mean he's thrown some passes how many passes are thrown this year one maybe
1: who like, Jack Fox
0: yeah like I mean yeah, we don't punt the ball a whole lot because our offense is good, but he's definitely one of the best, if not the best, punter in the league, and huge game changer for us. And has he's been a Pro Bowler before?
1: I know that for sure. But yeah, definitely. I think last year he was.
0: Yeah, huge game changer. Uh, definitely, I'm afraid to play the Rams a little bit because of their receiving core and because we can't even stop one great receiver uh, with a like third and fourth string quarterback. Makes me a little bit nervous, but we'll get a little bit more into that one later. Moving on to Saints Falcons really quick. I don't really want to talk about this game too much because neither one of these teams made the playoffs, but I feel like we have to talk about the play at the end of the game when they were in victory formation (laughs) and Jameis Winston audibles to a one-yard run at the middle for a Jamal Williams touchdown. Me, I'm not upset. I understand why Falcons fans and Falcons coaches would be upset because at the end of the game, maybe they deserve to be upset, but... If everyone in the locker room thinks that this guy is, you know, Jamal Williams, big locker room guy, former Lion, shout out Jamal Williams, didn't score a touchdown this entire year uh, because you know he wasn't behind the Lions' offensive line, which was a big reason why he scored so much last year, and now they get him a score. I mean, let the guy score, right? I wouldn't line up a victory formation, maybe, but I was I was glad that at least he got to score.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad he got to score. Uh, I think that the the real dagger there is that. They lined up in victory formation face yeah. <laughs> victory formation uh, dive for a touchdown if they just lined up in a normal offense it wouldn't have been as disrespectful but also their division rivals like come on let's, let's bring that back let's bring back let's bring back rivalries like that i don't know like People i'd be angry be, I admit, i'd be livid if the packers were beating the lions by like what were they up like 20 20 and then ran a ball in on the one yard and line. then ran and then ran a one yard touchdown i'd be like all right I mean, that's disrespectful. But at the same time, it's like, all right, I would love it if the Lions did Let's it to the Packers. You know, like, come on. Yeah, but <laughs> Jameis Winston might be my favorite non-Lion uh, football player in the NFL. He is so funny. And I saw I saw a clip about him getting interviewed. And then the top comment on that clip was like, quote, what are they going to do, bench me, unquote. <laughs> it was, like, probably <laughs> Jameis Winston. <laughs> I don't
0: know.
1: I just love it. I, just I love mean, that's that.
0: exactly what Ryan Tannehill
1: said. Right, exactly. I mean, come on. Have some fun. Um, Jameis Winston at the New Orleans uh, Pelicans game, after that was getting dapped up by everybody. Like, everybody in that city loves him. And I, I don't know. I love it. But Arthur Smith going off. I'm like, oh, but, and then he got fired. And then he got fired. He got fired, fired like, 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 he, hours he got later. fired 12 hours later, like, womp, womp. Congratulations! <laughs> yeah. I know it's
0: funny. Uh, the Bucks beat the Panthers to make the playoffs in an ugly game. You know, you beat the Panthers; they didn't really play that good. Nine zero, and I mean that's really all I want to say about that game because I yeah, I gotta I gotta not, say something about
1: something about you? my sports bet parlay. Mike Evans plus twenty five yards, odds minus like a thousand. He got twenty two yards. Mike Evans got twenty two yards, 90, and I lost my bet. I lost my bet because of that one leg. Brutal. You got to be I. I I don't know, the Bucks. The Bucs have looked bad in the last two two weeks. But. Yeah. Bears, Packers, a decent
0: game by Jordan Love. By the whole Packers offense, it was okay. Uh, but the stars of this game, definitely the Packers D-line. Uh, they got to fields at a decent speed, which is something that the Lions have not been able to do. And they didn't let him escape out of the pocket. They were able to cover up the rush lanes and didn't allow a lot of running by the running backs either.
1: Yeah, there was a really great play, uh, I think it was early in the game, by Quay Walker and he was the quarterback spy and I was just I just remember thinking like oh wow look at that they have a quarterback spy on a very mobile quarterback how innovative wow. like how lions what are we doing like what are we doing like and Anzalone could could track them down I don't know I don't know that I mean that's frustrating but you know I'm honestly sick and tired of the Packers getting lucky with quarterbacks and having having just like Jordan Love finished up the season the the best quarterback in the NFL. You can make the argument, top three minimum. He's thrown like 18 touchdowns to one interception um, in the last half of the season. And uh, they're so young, the Packers, and they're going to be good next year. They kind of struck gold with uh, their rookie receiver Jalen Reed, but uh, for the bears, I don't know if they're going to want to stick with Justin Fields. Now you kind of stop that. I mean, the the Packers still own the bears and still own Justin Fields, Um and it, it, i don't know it'd be so hard to pass up by Caleb Williams i know last week i was defending Justin Fields but i think this game uh has has uh, blurred the line a little bit and we'll have to see uh in the coming weeks yeah only putting up 9
0: points is is pretty rough moving on though to a uh, jags titans titans play spoiler of the jags how the jags have fallen i mean to be oh. honest i was never really high on their their head coach uh the jags I thought he got a little bit overhyped after his playoff win, where he just, you know, where he still had five turnovers to begin with. And then his decision to run hurry up was so ingenious because they were, you know, down by 20 points. So you kind of had to run hurry up, anyways. I mean, obviously not this year he's fired, but I think that he's majorly on the hot seat, especially after how they've fallen off. Well, they
1: started the season, they started the season eight and three and were the one seed at one point in the AFC. And then since then, just fell off a cliff and it's been bad. And I feel really good as a podcast. All three of us collectively said that there was something about the Jaguars that we did not like, mm-hmm. and I still don't know what that was exactly. But I mean, I don't know. It's just like they don't have <laughs> they don't have the ability to to go on a run that's sustainable, like long term. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's it. Um, they can't win close games against good teams. Um, Trevor Lawrence is not a top three quarterback in the NFL. I mean, there's there's a whole list of things. That I think were answered this year uh, from the Jaguars. Uh, yeah, and the, from being falling off the cliff.
0: Jags didn't tackle very well. They couldn't get off blocks. I mean, Tannehill only had 170 yards passing. It's not like he was, you know, dicing them up. It was just they were running the ball. And honestly, a lot of short screens, it, the Jags just literally weren't getting off blocks. And short screens would go for like 15, 20 yards. And it's, you can't stop that. I mean, eventually, if you just keep running that, like if guys are going to keep missing tackles, it's the, game, it's the game simple for an offensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, very true.
0: Moving on, though, to uh, Eagles-Giants. The Eagles got absolutely dominated this game. They cannot cover the deep sidelines at all. Obviously, on offense, you lost your two-best receiver, and your quarterback got hurt pretty early to limit him. But the defense got destroyed, and they have no excuses. I mean, the D-line is still great, but everyone in that back seven is, is very questionable in tackling and in covering. Defensive calling – they were blitzing from insane depth. If you're linebacker, and he's not – think about this. Their linebackers are not 4-3 speed guys. Their linebackers are blitzing from, like, 6-yard deep on a first and 10. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, you're never going to get there, and you're leaving an open gap. It's the worst of both worlds. Uh, sure, maybe on, like, third and 20 you can do that, but, like, first and – it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, the Eagles were down 24-0 to zero with two minutes left in the first half. Dominated. Absolutely destroyed. They have fallen off a cliff.
1: Yeah, we talk about the Jaguars falling off a cliff, but the Eagles have done worse, honestly. I mean, they started what, 10 and 1. Yeah. And we, yeah. everybody thought that they were just going to be unstoppable, easy 1 seed by week. Lose a couple games down the stretch because they have they played a couple decent teams, uh, if I remember correctly. But after that Bills overtime win, I was like, "All right, this team is this team's legit." You know, you got Jalen Hurts running it in for the game-winning touchdown. And kind of an iconic picture in the Kelly greens, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Eagles problem is. I think uh, you see all the, all the memes and jokes about uh, their play calling. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's just like quarterback draw. Like, what is it? Oh, it's third down. Quarterback draw. Yeah. Like, like third. I, I like, think that the, uh, I think that we were getting giving gone
0: third and third and six. They're the most predictable team of all time. If there are five guys in the box, they're running quarterback draw. And if there's not five guys in the box, they're throwing it to AJ Brown on either a slant or a fade every every yep. single time
1: yeah they are very predictable uh, I think that we weren't giving the uh, coordinators enough credit last year for how good they were yeah
0: I, uh, I agree and they both uh, were we good Like coach. the
1: Colts yep they're both they're both pretty decent so
0: moving on though to Bill's Dolphins Bill's defense really dominated the Miami yeah Ops. sorry what I just I just gotta interrupt you what a
1: game that game was awesome to watch that was that was that was fun. And, uh, you know, it's it's good to see turnover machine Josh Allen up against Tua turn the ball over, <laughs> as I saw on the <laughs> internet this week. <laughs> and, and just, I mean, the, the difference in this game is a 96-yard punt, punt return for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. I mean right. that, That's such a heartbreaker for the Dolphins. And not to mention that the Dolphins went from, if they win this game, they play the Bills again, which if they win that game, I think that they make the AFC Championship. To I think a first-round exit uh, going into Arrowhead in sub-zero weather <laughs> like yeah. as a Florida team that's that's brutal so I mean I mean everybody's talking about how the how the Dolphins blew it at the end of the year and they did but other than the Titans they lost to some good teams and they beat the Cowboys they lost to the Ravens which everybody thought was going to happen I mean it was pretty embarrassing and they lost to the Bills who streak who are streaking right now so um, I wouldn't be worried in the long term. It just really, really sucks for seeding uh, who the Dolphins have to play and where and in what weather for, yeah. their, for their playoff chance.
0: Yeah, the Bills defensively really were able to stop the Miami offense. I mean, the Bills offense was, was meh this game. Like you said, the punt return touchdown was big. Miami's offense had its share of struggles on its own side. Uh, Hill had a couple drops. But I would say that Miami's offense was stopped by the Bills defense a lot. And the Bills' offense was stopped by its own mistakes. Uh, I think that Miami's offense depends so much on the misdirection that if you play sound, secure defense, like the Kansas City Chiefs probably will, you're really going to limit this offense because on disciplined plays, they're losing
1: five or six yards. Yeah, I agree. The, the Bills just kept shooting themselves in, the, in their own foot, especially uh, right before halftime, down oh, right at the, at the half-yard line. It's brutal, and they're lucky – uh, that that play would have been a big uh, talking point uh, had they not won this game. Um, one more thing that drives me crazy is when the Dolphins are just like celebrating an interception on fourth and three in the end zone. Uh, yeah, when, when, the, just the down. The, when the Bills are on the thirty-five, you see it. You see it a ton. Uh, it happened when the Lions play the Bears. Jared Goff throws a pick, and they're like, "Wow, what a bad pick by Jared Goff!" No, it's not. It's just a punt. It's just like it's a punt. bad. It's clearly totally a punt. I mean, at least he got it off. Like, Josh Allen just like chucked it up there. I'm like, all right. I mean, fair enough. Four, four, he might as well. What is he going to do? Throw it away? Like, I don't know. And then everybody's going, like, oh, and I'm like, yeah, if you just knocked it down, you'd be 15, 10, 15 yards like further. I don't know. Yeah, 100%. I'm just driving crazy sometimes. Uh, moving
0: on, though, to our playoff predictions. Super wild card weekend, starting off with Browns at Texans. I watched a lot of the last game they played. Obviously, Stroud didn't play that game. And my prediction is that both quarterbacks will have at least one interception this game because they just chucked the ball deep. And I know that we've talked about a couple teams. I think the reason – so I picked the Browns this game. And a big reason why I picked the Browns is because watching back on Houston's offense, it's actually not very creative, like, at all. The reason that Houston's offense has been so good is because Stroud's been so good at throwing passes outside the numbers and throwing the deep ball. And I think that the Browns will come in knowing that that's what they got and limit it. They'll let them run the ball a little bit, see what they can do. But I don't think that this Texans team can win with sustained running. And I think that the Browns will take away that deep ball and that outside pass and limit the big plays, and they'll they'll pull off a W.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a, uh, a hard-nosed football game for sure with uh, the Browns defense being the best unit uh, in this game. And I think that the Browns are going to pull it off because of that. And like you said, I don't think that the Texans can run the ball uh, consistently enough to open up the passing game. And the Browns the Browns defense is too good, in my opinion. But I, I think it's going to be a close game. I don't think it's going to be. No, I think it'll be a close-scoring game. game, like 17-14, maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that, 21-18, something like that. Close game. Right.
0: Uh, next yeah. up, we've got Dolphins Chiefs. I mean, in absolutely horrible weather, this will be a really interesting game. Obviously, the Chiefs—the thing that they've done best all year is run the ball. So I'm a little afraid for the Dolphins it, that it won't hurt the Chiefs. If they're playing in negative weather because this is what they're good at, anyways. But with all that being said, I'm taking the Dolphins, anyways. I think their their big plays will be there. Will be like one big play by HN for a long touchdown, and that'll that'll be what's it. One of their one of their stars will get open. For the speed down the field, and because you know it's such horrible weather, I don't think there'll be enough big plays by the Chiefs to to combat that.
1: Yeah, I I do think that a uh, a single big play by either team could be the deciding factor uh, in this game, kind of like how it was with the Bills with that with that punt return. But I, I gotta take the Chiefs, and I'm taking the Chiefs because Pacheco and the Chiefs uh, as a well whole have run the ball better than the Dolphins this year, and kind of their style of offense is is a lot different like I mean the the Chiefs a couple of years ago you'd say is like flashy and all this stuff but the Dolphins are like the most flashy offense ever all about speed and stuff and I think that the cold is really gonna really gonna slow down and re- and really hurt uh their explosive uh explosive ability uh, and that's why I'm gonna take the Chiefs and Arrowhead I mean it's literally I think I think the forecast is like negative five it's supposed it's to be like, like
0: one of the coldest games ever oh my gosh it's, it's possible it's snowing probably I mean, probably. Moving on, though, to Steelers-Bills, uh, probably, like, favorites-wise and betting-wise, probably the worst game out of all of them. I will say, I don't know why, but I think that it hurts Buffalo to play at home. I don't think that they're going to play that well in the snow, but I don't think that it's going to matter this game because, you know, they're they're way better than the Steelers. I'm afraid for them, though, in, like, round two, that they're not going to be a good enough power-run team to win – Uh, another playoff game in the snow. With that being said, though, I do have them beating the Steelers pretty easily, pretty handily, um, especially without TJ Watt.
1: I think that this is going to be a much closer game than people anticipate. Uh, I believe that the spread is 10.5 points uh, on betting apps. It's something something crazy like that. Uh, But I I think that the Bills are definitely going to win, especially without TJ Watt. Um, I, I just don't think that the Steelers' offense is going to get going against the Bills' defense. Uh, but I, I would imagine, I would imagine that it's going to be closer than ten and a half points. I think that the Steelers are too well coached. If that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Up next, we got Packers at Cowboys. Uh, I got the Cowboys in this one. I just think that they're people are saying, you know, the Packers like Jordan Love might be a better player. There's certain guys, you know, who might be better, so the Packers can pull off an up. I think that all around, the Cowboys are too much of a better team to lose this game at home.
1: Yeah, it would be it would be pretty devastating for the Cowboys if they lost this game and that makes me kind of want, want them to lose. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny, but no, I got to take the Cowboys in this game. I think that the, uh, the Packers are, are a really good team uh, and they, they have a lot of potential in future years, but it's kind of tough going into Dallas in the playoffs first round of the playoffs. But, have you seen, like recently, they're they're like 9-1 and one versus the Cowboys in the last 10 meetings?
0: Yeah, they are. I've seen that. I've seen that <laughs> all over because everybody thinks the Packers are going. To... I just think the Cowboys are the better team.
1: I think so, too. I, I think so, too. But uh, I kind of want the Packers to win because <laughs> what it would mean for the Lions if, if the Lions also win. A second home game. A second home game.
0: Yeah. Up next, we got Rams at Lions. Huge game. I mean, you want to talk about storyline. Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff. I wanted to play the Packers because I thought no matter what, I think the worst thing for us to do, the only thing worse than losing to the Packers would be Matthew Stafford getting his first win in Ford Field, not as a a playoff win in Ford Field, not as a Lion. I do have the Lions winning this game. Uh, This one's completely, to me, it's a toss-up. This game could go anywhere. I think it'll be pretty high scoring because I don't think the Lions will be able to stop uh, the two receivers very well and Karen Williams. But I think that the Lions' offense will also move the ball pretty well against this this Rams' defense. It's not great. It's really the offense that's great. So I have the Lions winning this one.
1: Yeah, this game, oh, boy, this game is crazy. Uh, I don't know if I'd rather the Lions play the Rams or the Packers. Um, I'd rather the Lions pr- probably play the Packers. I think that they would have a better chance of winning if they played the Packers than if they played the Rams. Um, but I don't know if I could deal with super fan Jack Van Warners <laughs> Four men, if the Packers would upset the Lions first round of the playoffs. Um, behind the scenes, uh, you guys don't see the video, but I am wearing my Lions Stafford jersey with the nine X out of it. And uh, I think the Lions are going to win because I have to think because I have to, they, they need to win this game. And um, what happens to that but, jersey if the Rams win? So if the Rams win, I'll get to that in a second. But I am the only person apparently in all sports media that has the correct take on Matthew Stafford and the Lions. There are people that are just like, screw Matthew Stafford, nobody likes him, whatever, whatever, you won the Super Bowl, but like, you're bad for us, all that stuff. And then there's people that are like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna wear my Stafford jersey and it's Stafford's homecoming and we love, we love you, Stafford. I'm the only person with the correct take, and that is right down the middle. I cheered for Matthew Stafford to win the Super Bowl, and then I cheered for him to lose so that we got a better draft pick, and now I, I don't care. I don't care who Matthew Stafford is. Matthew Stafford is not our quarterback. Believe in Goff. This is not a Matthew Stafford homecoming game. This is a Jared Goff revenge game, and he's going to stick it, and he's going to stick it to the Rams for trading him. And it's going to come out that the Lions actually won the trade because the Lions are going to go all the way to the Super Bowl in the next three years and win it all and and have a, have a, uh, a longer-lasting dynasty than the Rams did. But one thing that I'm happy about is that the Rams do play the Lions – uh in Ford Field next year, the schedule got released. That is that is the Matthew Stafford homecoming game. That is when we should give them a tribute. Everybody should wear their number nine Stafford jerseys out. Uh and that's when we honor them because if we lose that game, our season is not over. And that is that's my take on it. But if you if you show up to the stadium in your number nine Stafford jersey, you're you're a Rams fan and i don't want to i don't want to hear it i don't want to hear anything else that's just my that's just my opinion i love safford i love safford when he was on the lions i'm so happy he won a super bowl but now he is public enemy number 1 and i want him to have the worst game possible versus the lions and just get blown out sorry that's my rant and lions by a million and that's my prediction
0: uh um, next we got eagles at bucks Actually a very interesting game because both of these teams have absolutely fallen off a cliff. You have the Eagles who were at 1.10 and 1 and just lost to the Cardinals and the Giants. I uh, got a couple of big injuries, but a couple of big questionables, including A.J. Brown. And then you have the Bucs who just put up nine points against the Panthers and have really struggled offensively the last couple of weeks. And it's a tough game to pick, not because, because both of these teams are, are actually, in my opinion, the worst two teams in the playoffs. I would take the Steelers over either one of these teams right now.
1: No, I don't. I don't agree with
0: that. I would. Maybe a
1: healthy, maybe a healthy Steelers, but without T.J. Watt. Yeah, and probably a that quarterback. I don't know.
0: I guess without without Watt, maybe. But still, these two teams are are not good playoff teams. Second round exit for whoever wins this one. I see, but I got the Eagles. Eagles winning it.
1: Yeah, this is so tough because I honestly, if you asked me when the Eagles were ten and one, I would say that they are Super Bowl favorites and they would beat the beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl this year. And now I'm, I have to pick that they're going to lose first round of the playoffs to the winner of the NFC South, which is the worst division in football, just because of how bad they looked. I mean, they could have a bounce back and win this game, uh, especially with how the Bucs have been playing recently and how the Bucs aren't the best team ever. But I just, I just don't think – I think they're just going to get in their own way again and lose, and I just think that mentally it must be really hard to be – uh, on on the team on the Eagles right now, uh, this is just such a such a fall off that you've that, that we've never seen like maybe ever except with the Steelers in twenty was twenty twenty the
0: when they lost good, the Browns
1: first round.
0: Everybody kind of knew that they were they were like everybody had in the back of my mind that they were possible us. This Eagles team, like other than Cowboys fans because Cowboys fans always think the Eagles are bad. I hadn't seen like anybody saying, oh man, they're not a top five team.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, so I'm going to take the Bucs in this one because I also want the Bucs to win because I want Baker Mayfield to get some respect around here. He deserves it. He's a good quarterback.
0: All right, moving on to the Super Bowl. We're going to predict the Super Bowl, (coughs) our Super Bowl finalists, and then the winner. For me, in the Super Bowl, I have Bills versus 49ers. I think that the Rams will, will end up losing in the playoffs just because. Uh, of inconsistency like they have the last couple of years. I know that they're playing at a high level, but I have the Bills making the Super Bowl instead of them, and the 49ers, probably the favorites in the NFC anyways, and I have the 49ers winning the whole thing. With Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, as much as I don't think he's a top-10 quarterback, I think he's a very manageable quarterback. I think he's a solid quarterback, and with the teams they have around him, I have them winning the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, you said Rams, and I know you meant Ravens, that the Ravens are going to lose. With how the Bills are playing right now, I think that the Bills uh, are going to make it uh, out of the AFC. I think that the Ravens have looked really great this year. Don't get me wrong, but there are certain certain times where they just don't look good. I mean, you see it uh, in their own division, and based on predictions, I think that um, they're going to end up playing the uh, Browns in the divisional round, which could be a crazy game. Joe Flacco's returned to Baltimore. Uh, but this time as a Browns quarterback. But I just think that how the Bills are playing right now, uh, if Josh Allen can get uh, his turnovers under control in in these next couple of games, I think that the Bills definitely make out uh, of the AFC. And for the NFC, give me the Lions. The Lions are going on a run. You can't stop me. I don't care. I don't care if, if they might lose in the first round of the playoff. We're going. Lions are winning. Lions are going to freaking Dallas. Taylor Decker's reporting is eligible this time. They're going to freaking win. <laughs> little revenge game uh then they're going to go to san fran and san fran is going to think oh it's just the lions no jared Goff career day 500 yards passing five touchdowns uh in just the best football game you've ever seen in your life lions bill super bowl that would be an awesome super bowl lions win it all lions win it all i have to i have to i have to pick them but in all seriousness uh, i I really like your playoff prediction i i if the lions don't win i kind of hope that that's how it goes. The Bills win it all. Uh, I had the 49ers against win. The Oh yeah, the Niners winning all. Sorry, I, I like your your final Super Bowl, but I, I would like the Bills winning it if it's the Niners. I mean,
0: I would love to see the Bills winning it. I just don't think that they will.
1: Yeah, that's fair. But worst case scenario, what would be the worst Super Bowl? Chiefs, Ch- Chiefs, or Chiefs Stewart. Niners? Chiefs Niners. Worst Super Bowl.
0: No, it would be. It would be like Chiefs Eagles. Pretty no, I'm talking about like
1: realistic though.
0: Oh, realistic. Chiefs Eagles would suck
1: a little. Like you're actually right. I would not Eagles. want to watch Chiefs Cowboys in the Super Bowl. At least, I mean, I don't like the Cowboys. They always beat the Lions in weird ways. But um, at least, at least it would be like a new team that hasn't been to the Super Bowl in years. That's true. All right, as previously promised, uh, we're gonna talk about what happens if the Lions lose to the Rams. I, like I said, I cheered for Stafford to win. Uh, I was behind Stafford throughout his entire. Detroit career I was so sad but happy that he got traded to the Rams you know I mean he just didn't want to deal with another head coach he was in his prime you know he didn't want to waste his career as a Lions quarterback so I mean I, I respect respect it but if Matthew Stafford wins the first game in Ford Field's history as a Ram and not as a Lion the jersey that I've had since I was 12 my Stafford jersey will be burnt it'll be burned with glorious fire and gasoline right after, right after that game. And I don't care. I'm done. I'm done ever cheering for him again. If that happens, I don't care about the Rams. I know I said it earlier that the, that the, that the the Matthew Stafford homecoming game is next year. If the lions lose, there is no homecoming game for Stafford. Stafford can go can go screw himself, honestly, because I I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I loved you Stafford, but now you are the enemy. And if you break my heart like this, I will never be able to recover. My trust issues will be gone. Um, you will never hear from me again. And, yeah, that's about it. Anything else to add, Evan? <laughs> just, I'm, so wor- I'm so worried. I'm so worried if the Lions lose to the Rams. I mean, that is just going to be heartbreaking. on just such a visceral level. If the Lions lost to, like, let's say that the Seahawks were in the playoffs, the Seahawks didn't fall off a cliff, kind of, and the Lions lost to the Seahawks again, I'd be really upset, but not nearly as upset as I would be if Matthew Stafford beats the Lions in the playoffs. Yeah. So hopefully it never comes to that. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: if you want to be able to see that, if the Lions do lose, um, we will have Joe Doherty's Stassi Stafford jersey burning out there where we, where we post it. And But thank you for listening to Outside Source Football this week. Uh, have a great day.
1: Yeah, have a great one. Uh, and follow go. me on Instagram to see the live stream, underscore J jdoherty22. Follow me there if the Lions lose. Take care.